0: On today's episode of the Weekly Monster Truck Podcast, join Ryan Zielsdorf as I as we discuss the latest in the monster truck industry. So strap yourselves in. Mash that loud pedal. And get ready, because, because it's, it's time, time to jam! Time to jam. And welcome back to the weekly Monster Truck Podcast. Hi again, everyone. I'm Jackson, also known as Monster Jamming Stone. You can follow uh, my official social media at Monster Jamming Stone on Instagram, Monster Jamming Stone on YouTube. Today, I am privileged to be joined by Ryan Zilsdorf, my buddy, my man. Ryan, thank you for coming back on the podcast once again. Of course, man. You know I love coming here. And talk we talk truck. Ha- And we have so much to talk about today. Seriously guys, there has been so much that has happened over the past course of the week. You know, I thought last week was just filled with news. There is so much to talk about today. So I'm going to jump straight into it. And as always, for you fans that are watching on YouTube, you guys get to see videos. So some of these videos and photos are courtesy of the people that uh, own these things. I want to thank them again. Uh, in advance. So let's just jump straight into it. We're gonna start off with some Spin Master news. It was posted on the uh, Monster Truck Collecting uh, Facebook page that there is going to be a Breaking World Records set of trucks. I believe they're going to be like uh, the Fire and Ice trucks like Walmart exclusives. I don't know much about them. There was really only a teaser that was shown uh, which was of Zombie And they look absolutely promising. This is just so cool. This is what I love about Spin Master. Is that they have this level of ingenuity. Pardon me. And they, they just go above and beyond every single time. And it's like we talked about this all the way. The last one that me and you did, Ryan. We talked about the Gears and Galaxies one. No one asked for them. No one. But it's something that we want. I looked at this and I was like, I never even asked for this, but I want them. I want all of them. It's so cool. The teaser looks so promising and it's just a simple design. It's so neat. and I love it so much. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Ryan, on these uh, breaking world record diecast trucks.
1: Well, let me tell you what, Spin Master's been putting in the work, man. They have been kicking these trucks out, and they have really been putting in the work. I'm really excited to actually, like, have them in my hand and see what they look like in person because, like I mentioned earlier, you just got to see them in person. But based on the pictures, they look great.
0: And again, I'm going to put a a photo up on screen uh, so you guys can check them out. But, yeah, really beautiful. Next one I want to move to uh, is the first bit of uh, independent Monster Truck news. This is pretty incredible. I don't know if you've seen this floating around, Ryan. You probably have. But, uh, nonetheless, uh, Monster Truck Wars have announced that Colton Eichelberger and Jared Eichelberger are going to be at select shows Four Monster Truck Wars, driving the Outlaw Truck and the Sheriff Monster Truck. Both really cool indies. I know Jared's been doing this on and off for a couple of years, but to see Colton behind the wheel of Outlaw, formerly uh, Mike Harper's... Actually, I I think it still is. And then before that, it was actually Mike Wine's Jersey Outlaw, all the way back in the 80s and early 90s. That was just awesome, but, yeah, to get to see Colton still driving, the Eichel brothers driving on an independent circuit, really good, they had a show about a weekend or two ago, it was actually, I think it was the Houston weekend that, uh, the first round of Houston, they had shows there, um, this is just awesome, you know, I think we talked about this last time when we had, uh, Uh, some of the drivers that were leaving and some of the drivers that aren't driving currently, they're getting this experience, not that they need the experience, but they're getting this time to keep driving, to keep doing things, despite not being in Monster Jam. I miss Colton so much. I really wish he was in Monster Jam now, but I would rather him drive outlaw than not drive anything at all same goes with jared even though jared hasn't been a monster jam for a few years this is just super super awesome just to see i mean they're going back to their dad's roots of being an independent driver and not really driving with a well yeah tom i guess was an indie guy because he's working for paul schaefer but nonetheless It's just so cool. I love this so much. So, Ryan, I want to ask you, what do you think of the Eichel Brothers driving Outlaw and Sheriff? I believe Colton's in uh, Outlaw and Jared is in Sheriff. So, what do you think of uh, uh, the Eichel Brothers?
1: I, I thought it was quite interesting how, I don't know if it just came up out of the blue that they were going to drive in this, but I felt like it was very secretive. Like I feel like we didn't really hear a whole lot about it until like the event happened. Um, I'm really excited to see Jared back behind the wheel. It's been so long since I've seen him drive, or everybody drive, I guess. And Colton, I'm glad he's getting the practice because I think he's going to come back into Monster Jam better than he's ever been because Colton is ready to step it up, especially with Neil Elliott, retiring from Monster Jam, Colton, I think, is going to slide into that spot having that max D experience. So if he can perfect that two-wheel ability to get back into stadiums, it's, it's going to be great.
0: Absolutely. And you brought up a very good point that I wanted to touch upon now that unfortunately, Neil it doesn't look like he's getting back into a monster truck anytime soon, which is really, really disheartening. But nonetheless, uh, I desperately want to see Colton take that second main man max d spot obviously you have tom then you have neil then you have you know all the other drivers but now unfortunately that neil as of right now looks like he's out of the equation to see colton get this experience like you said and for him to hopefully come back into monster jam will get him this second position that he so deserves. He's shown parts of this before. He just I don't know. He I I guess I guess you are right in the sense that he does need a bit more practice. I guess you can say. Moving on to another thing. This is Team Scream related. Is that Avenger Fire will be running in Houston rounds three and four this weekend. And this isn't necessarily news, but. It's still worth talking about, Avenger isn't the only one, as Rage last weekend debuted a brand new body, it was the glow-in-the-dark body, most people thought it was just gonna be the normal S10 Chevy body that Rage has been running since its existence, but no, there it's a new square body, and it's still got the glow-in-the-dark things that they did talk about, oh my god. I love it. I love it. So everyone has been going on about it. It is so... (laughs) It's so beautiful. It is so nice looking. It fits Rage so much. It feels like a completely different truck. It kind of reminds me of how I felt about Black Pearl. You remember when it first debuted, we were like, damn, this truck is hot. And then they reinvented it with the 2019 version. We were all going, ah. (laughs) it was so it would don't mind my weird reaction but like it we it, it almost felt like a completely different truck that's how i feel about this new rage it feels like a completely different truck and of course avenger fire i love the truck we've seen it here and there sometimes and it's coming back that is just epic so i'm gonna hand it over to you ryan what do you think of Rage and, uh, well, the new Rage, I should say, and Avenger Fire coming back for this weekend in Houston, which actually starts tomorrow as of recording this podcast.
1: Dude, oh my gosh. When I saw Rage, the pictures, of, I I wanted to go to Houston so bad and just see it in person because it is so beautiful. The front of the truck looks amazing. I think it's a perfect new change of the truck of the body scheme. I love it. And bringing Avenger Fire back. I mean, you know what he did last time he was at Avenger Fire. He killed that weekend at the All-Star Challenge. So I'm excited to see him back.
0: Absolutely. And this last news thing, I, 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 I'm I at a loss of words. This was a huge surprise. And I am so excited to get into this. Um. So I'm just going to jump straight into this. So currently... Before the other day, the main shows that we know of was uh, uh, Houston's Rounds 3 and 4, and then the next weekend uh, in Houston, the final weekend in Houston, then I think they have a a week's break, and then they go to, I think it's it's Orlando, Tampa, and, no, actually, no, sorry, I think it's Orlando, Jacksonville, and then Tampa, and that was it, well, Oh, and San Antonio, but that was in July. We'd have to wait well, that uh, that long. Well, now, there's another show, and this is probably going to be the most interesting Monster Jam show, other than Orlando, because obviously they're doing the Hall of Fame thing, which I'm very excited for. But, the thing that I want to talk about is Monster Jam and at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's right, you heard me correctly. One of the uh, tracks that they do for NASCAR, very historic venue... Now Monster Jam is doing that. This is absolutely insane. This is so cool. I love that they're going here and that they're doing a show. I'm going to talk all about this in a second. But I am going to talk very... I'm going to run through the schedule and the lineup. So I'm going to look over at my phone so I can uh, read out what there is. So uh, there's there's four shows altogether. There's two shows on Saturday and there's two shows on Sunday. There are no pit parties, unfortunately, throughout the weekend. So, for the first Saturday show, the gates open at 10 a.m. The start time is 11 a.m. On the second show, on Saturday, the gates open at 4 p.m. And the start time is 5 p.m. On Sunday, the first show, the gates uh, open at 10 a.m. And uh, the start time is 11 a.m. And then Sunday, the second show... Gates open at 4 p.m. and the start time is 5 p.m. The pre-sale, I should also mention, uh, I believe starts very soon. I believe the date is February 9th. I will uh, put, if you are listening on YouTube, I will put up the thing to tell you when it actually is. But, let's get into the lineup because the lineup is tweaked. And, it's pretty interesting. So, we'll get into this. So, here we go. The lineup for Atlanta consists of Avenger, Jim Cola, Bad Company, John Gordon, Gravedigger, Kristen Anderson, Megalodon, Adam Anderson, Bakugan, Dragonoid, Ryan Anderson, Max D, Fire, Tom Mance, Monster Mutt, Dalmatian, to be decided, Zack Garner and Wildside, Todd LaDuke in Monster Energy, Corey Rummel in Rage, Great Clips, Mohawk Bryce Kenny, and finally, Barry Misawa in Zombie. So they still have the same amount of drivers, the same amount of... Uh, trucks. There are a few truck changes. Of course, we have Zach Garner. We have uh, it's in Wildside. We have Bad Company this time. We have Dalmatian, which is very intriguing. Lindsey Reed is nowhere to be seen in this lineup. Um, but very very interesting lineup. I really like it, and I- I'm just intrigued about this whole thing. You know, they've got a, a giant speedway to themselves, they're gonna have so much room on the infield, and this, this is just a, this is just a dream, so don't mind me, I would seriously love, look, I don't mind if they do the, um, oh god, what's it called, what's the racing style that they do now, East Rutherford style, I think that's what it's called, or oval style, I don't know, but the style that they do on the series currently, that would still be epic, because obviously it's at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but seriously, if Feld, you are listening, please, please, please do a straight line drag course. That would be so cool to watch on the infield. Just, that would be epic. That That's just my hope. Don't know if they're going to do that. But nonetheless, I am very interested to see what they do. And more importantly, I'm interested in finding out what, Ryan, you make of all of this. Not just the lineup, but the show itself, the track, and just the fact that we are going to hit a historic venue for Monster Jam this year.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I've I, i just been looking forward to every new show that comes in, every new driver that gets the opportunity since we've taken this break. Uh, I'm excited to see Zach Garner competing on such a big stage now. He was on the Arena Series, one of seven tours, so he wasn't such an essential part of monster gym at the time but now you're one of 12 athletes in the one traveling tour so it's going to be very interesting to see zach compete on this level with john gordon who they have had lots of experience on the speedway type monster truck competing area so that'll be interesting and then mutt dalmatian we kind of talked about this jackson before i my guess is cynthia gotier i think she'll be the one but i have no idea it'll be very interesting to see who they put in that spot
0: Absolutely. And another thing that I was thinking of too um, is that really monster trucks haven't necessarily... I remember back in uh, the early 2000s, there was an independent circuit called the Pro Monster Truck Circuits. This is for you monster truck historians out there like myself. Uh, There used to be a circuit called the Pro Monster Truck Circuit. They did a few shows in a few speedways like that. They did one at Daytona. They did one in the infield, which was really cool, and to me, it just feels so special that we get to see Monster Jam It's such a great venue, but I do want to elaborate on what you said, this is, look, Zach's been in, I don't want to say stadium type aspects, but in terms of being in something other than an arena, he's done this before, but for Monster Jam specifically, he has not, he has not been in an, in, in fact, he hasn't competed against half of these drivers, the Andersons, uh, he hasn't competed against Ments. He hasn't competed against uh Leduc, uh Bryce Kenny, Barry Missow, all the other drivers that are on these to on this uh tour and in this event, he hasn't competed against. So it's gonna be and seriously, the off season stuff he did last year in all those independent shows, he got so much practice. You know that when he Gets out onto that track. He's going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. I am so looking forward to seeing what Zach Ghana has to do. The other thing I wanted to talk about, you talked about this too, is uh, Monster Mutt Dalmatian. I don't know why Lindsay isn't there. Maybe it's a scheduling thing or maybe they have something planned. But whatever it is, I'm really intrigued. And I kind of want to go with you too because Candace. Announced that she was stepping down from Monster Trucks. Same with Neil. Um, excuse me. Um, and that really just leaves Cynthia. And I think Cynthia to make a, a, her return to Monster Trucks, especially in Atlanta Motor Speedway, that it, it, it's like a, a dream come true. It's like a perfect, a perfect um, Cinderella story, I guess you could say, it would just be so awesome just to see, and I love this lineup, it's a shame that they had to change it, because I really would have liked to have seen Colvin Jamie Garner on here, Jamie Garner especially, he would have been really interesting to watch, but nonetheless, I love the lineup, I love the lineup, I love this event, I, I am literally on the edge of my seat, for April, I literally cannot wait, it's gonna be so amazing, and I'm, oh man, I'm at a loss of words, I don't know what to say, it's just, it's so awesome, uh, Ryan, do you have anything else to add on, or shall we move on to the thing that everyone is wanting to hear, hear about, and that is the results from last weekend in Houston,
1: I think me, just like all the fans were ready to get talking about Houston, man. Let's go.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to fire through these. And then, of course, at the end, I'm going to ask you, Ryan, what you thought of it. And we'll go over some statistics. Uh, quick little reminder to our Monster Jam fans listening in at home I have a spreadsheet, a Google Spreadsheets spreadsheet um, that I am editing each weekend of Monster Jam action. That includes racing wins, racing re- uh, win to loss ratios, overall event championships, all that you need to know so that you not only uh, can you follow along each weekend on the podcast, but you can see how great these drivers are doing. I've always wanted to see, like, I know other people like Josh Lee on Instagram does this, but I've really wanted to see. A monster truck league, kind of taking this sporting aspect to it by having these things, and by doing this, making this public, I just, I'm not even bothered. It's just, it's just would be so cool to see. And so I'm doing that for you guys, and I'm gonna be keeping track each and every weekend of action. Uh, so obviously the weekends that there is no monster jam, I'm not gonna be updating it. But every weekend that there is action, I'm gonna be updating it. So, I'm going to quickly go through the results. So, Houston, Texas, show one at NRG Stadium for the 2021 Championship Series in round one. Overboard defeated Black Pearl. Crazy first race. Teammate versus teammate. That was an insane race. Great Clips Mohawk Warrior defeated Scooby-Doo. Bakugan Dragonoid defeated Avenger. And Megalodon defeated Monster Energy. In round 2, Zombie defeated Overboard. Max D. Fire defeated Scooby-Doo. Gravedigger defeated Great Clips Mohawk Warrior. And Megalodon, Megalodon defeated Rage. In the semi-finals, Max D. Fire defeated Zombie. Megalodon defeated Gravedigger. And in the final round, Adam Anderson Megalodon defeated the 12-time World Finals Champion, and the Professor Tom Entz in Max D. Fire. Coming out for skills, your winner with a 9.585 was Ryan Anderson in the Bakugan Dragonoid, followed by Overboard in 2nd, Megalodon in 3rd, Great Clips in 4th, Max D in 5th, Zombie in 6th, Monster Energy in 7th, Scooby-Doo in 8th, Avenger in ninth, Gravedigger in 10th, Black Pearl in 11th, and Rage in 12th. And finally, for Freestyle, your winner with a 9.437 was Todd LaDuke in Monster Energy. Second place was Great Clips Mohawk Warrior. Third place was Max D. Fire Tom Mence. Avenger Jim Collar in 4th. Overboard in 5th. Bakugan in 6th. Megalodon in 7th. Rage in 8th, Zombie in 9th, Scooby-Doo in 10th, Black in 11th, and Grave Digger in 12th. Your overall event champion for show number one was Max D. Fire, Tom Mentz. I'm going to quickly cut in here. I'm going to save the statistics until the end of the second show. But I do want to hear what you have to say, Ryan, about this show. But very quickly, I do want to mention about this show in terms of... The uh, exciting aspects and just everything that happened. First off, what a racing competition. It came down to Adam Anderson and Tom Mentz. Literally, Anderson versus Anderson going out. Literally could not think of anything better. I talked about the first race. That was just awesome. Uh, skills was absolutely insane. It was so cool. Uh, Jamie Garner almost had a rollover, but he managed to save it. Uh Oh, there was Uh, Ryan Anderson had an amazing bicycle to moonwalk that was just insane. He's you know, it's everyone he's been doing it for so long, and it's kind of hard to I don't know. It was just so impressive, especially since now it's not like it's just a son of a digger thing. He can do this in any truck, he can do this in Bakugan, which is just so cool. Um And for freestyle, oh my lord. The freestyle competition was off the charts. It was so exciting. Every single driver laid down a fantastic run that weekend. And, of course, you know what's coming, Ryan. Jim Kohler's absolutely amazing save. I will put a video up on screen. That save was absolutely jaw-dropping. Where he sent it off. One of the pads on the left side and then he kind of porked it into uh, one of the um, two wheel skills jumps and then he did like two flips and landed on his wheels. I remember Connor being there and filming it and streaming it on Facebook. He went off, and I did too. That was just an insane save to watch live. I can imagine all the Monster Jam fans in NRG Stadium would have gone electric over that save. That was just unbelievable. And Tom Mance continuing his dominance with coming third in freestyle. He came... Uh I think he came 6th in skills and of course he came 2nd in racing so he really did really good there that got him the overall event championship before I move on to show number 2 Ryan is there anything that first off that I've missed that I haven't that I haven't mentioned that's worth mentioning and secondly just the show itself what do you think about show show number 1 and the first stop for the 2021 Stadium Championship Series. Oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack here. It was
1: such a great weekend of competition. But starting off with show number one, you did a great job covering racing. It was amazing. Skills. I, this is Skills and freestyle, obviously. Fan favorites. I have really started to like skills uh, a lot more. But in skills, it was insane how Ryan can just have such a long break, even... From Arlington to now, like, he just perfectly gets it up into a bicycle, into a moonwalk, somehow pulls it off, and then he's like, oh, for my second hit, you know, let me just go into this insane sidewall save. It is just incredible what the man can do. It was a fantastic skills competition, but I will tell you what. In freestyle, I had full-body goosebumps the entire competition. I could not believe how normal of an event it seemed after having that long of a break. Like I feel like we didn't skip a beat at all. Like every truck came out and competed. And something else I wanted to touch on is in Kristen Anderson's run, a lot of people kind of just they forgot about it because of the electrical problems. But the way she started out her run, she came out with momentum with air and she was sending it off of every jump until she had all of her problems. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do this upcoming weekend. Uh, But just touching on what you said about Jim Kohler's show, huge, huge thanks to Connor for live streaming that event. And he won't be live streaming this weekend, unfortunately. But every other event after this, he will be live streaming. So that's a huge blessing. But that Jim Kohler save, every step of that moment, was a shock to me. He sent it. He sent it pretty far, and I was like, "Wow, that was pretty impressive." And then he comboed it right into it. And I was like, "Wow, look at Jim!" And then he went out of control, and I was like, "Okay." And then obviously the save, you know. So it's just a great moment of competition. It was so great, but we can start getting into show number two.
0: Absolutely, and actually, one more thing I did want to talk about um, as a as a onlooker for. Um, this sport. I feel like it's important to touch upon this. Um, again, I want to stress here that I'm not bashing on any driver or anyone, uh, you know, just anyone. I don't, I don't want. I'm not that type of person, and I want to stress that very keenly here. Just because a person that, in my opinion, didn't deserve the freestyle win doesn't mean that I think less of them as a driver or less of them as a person. I think, like for example. Todd Leduc and Monster Energy won Freestyle. He is a great driver, and I don't think anything less of him because he won Freestyle. Just in my personal opinion, Jim Kohler had the most amazing Freestyle, and I think, in my personal opinion, he should have won. That's my personal opinion. You guys can disagree with me if you want. That's just how I see it. And again, I do want to stress here, it's that that's just what I think, and I don't think anything less of Todd LaDuke or anyone in in general, just because I think that the winner of freestyle should have been someone different, doesn't mean that I'm taking anything away from them as a person or as a driver. I did want to get through that because that was one thing that I remember everyone talking about on social media, that Jim should have won freestyle, and I think that's important uh, Ryan, is there anything that you want to uh, combo off that?
1: I did I did actually want to mention this one last thing. I, while you were discussing that, I was looking back over the freestyle scores. I feel like Corey did not get the recognition he deserved from his first show, Freestyle. The flow and momentum he had in that run was insane. And... To only get an 8.186, I thought was a little low. I mean, I understand he came out third in freestyle, but from what we had seen previously with Scooby-Doo and Zombie, I cannot believe that score was that low. But, hey, you know, the Houston fans, there weren't very many of them. But they got the scores decent right all weekend. But there were some elements, like you said, that you could disagree.
0: Absolutely, and I'm gonna move on to round number two in Houston. So, round one of racing, and the first, literally, you it, 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 it didn't, it didn't even get a break. It's like, you have intros, and you're like, alright, sick. Then you have Ryan Anderson in Bakugan, and then you have Todd the Duke in Monster Energy. And you're like, oh, sweet, that's pretty epic. And then you have the, the race itself, and you're like, this is gonna be so close. And then as soon as they get to the final corner, I don't know what happened, but it was... Race of the year. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It was... It reminded me of what happened at Houston. Houston. What was that, Houston? It reminded me of what happened at Melbourne Show 1 that I went to, where essentially both drivers crashed, but rather than just them rolling over in the turn, Todd was Caddy Wampus all over the place. He was, he was shocking when he went around and he got up on the wheel. He one wheeled it almost to where the jam, the center jammer was. Ryan was like, Oh damn, I got to get out of his way. Or at least it looked like he was. And then because of that, he went so crooked that he like cartwheeled and barrel rolled like so many different times. He broke something. I really wish I could remember what it was. Ryan, I think, I don't know, I I don't know what it was, but maybe later when I get to it, maybe you can tell me what it is, but nonetheless, he broke something, he did come back out for freestyle, thankfully, but seriously, like, first race out, wow, that that was just so, so awesome, Zombie defeated the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior, Maxi Fire defeated Black Pearl, and Overboard defeated Gravedigger, in the semifinals, Megalodon defeated Zombie, Oh, sorry. I actually skipped around. My bad. Sorry. In round number one... Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'll restart. In round number one, Bakugan Dragonoid defeated Monster Energy, Great Clips, Mohawk Warrior defeated Scooby-Doo, Black Pearl defeated Rage, and Overboard defeated Avenger. Because of Bakugan not being able to make the next round race due to the crazy amount of damage that the truck had suffered, um, in round two... Uh, Monster Energy advanced to fill in for him. Unfortunately, he lost to Adam Anderson and Megalodon. Zombie defeated the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior. Max D. Fire defeated Black Pearl. And Overboard defeated Gravedigger. In the semifinals, Megalodon defeated Zombie. And Max D. Fire defeated Overboard. The finals was the same as the first day. That is just... Oh, man. That was awesome. We got to see two Anderson versus Mintz show show... Showdowns. That was awesome. And repeating, it, it, essentially repeating history, history repeating itself, Adam Anderson Megalodon defeated Tom Entz in Mastery Fire. For the Great Clips Skills Challenge, the Professor had an amazing two-set of skills runs, being the um, amazing Maximum Moonwalk, as he calls it, and the uh, Popper uh, Moonwalk, thing that he did off one of the two skills ramps, that was an insane run, he won with a 9.400, excuse me, Barry Misawa in Zombie came second, Bakugan in third, Megalodon in fourth, Great Clips in fifth, Monster Energy in sixth, Rage in seventh, Overboard in eighth, Scooby-Doo in ninth, Avenger in tenth, Gravedigger in eleventh, and Black Pearl in twelfth. One other thing I wanted to talk about was... Uh, Zombie had an amazing, uh, Cyclone. You know, normally when people do donuts in skills, it get, it can get boring. Considering you seeing people in two wheels. But, keep in mind, number one, we're talking about the person with the most revolutions in one minute. And most revolutions in a monster truck. Or essentially most donuts. Um, or most spins, I should say. Um, and secondly, this man is insane. I don't know if you've seen this Ryan. I'll put a video up on screen He gets so much. It's like he's like Ments. He's like Ments He gets so much speed and so much rotation and he finishes by flexing the back wheels are at that point It's like it's unique because no one really does them it's I think it's a bit of to me it's a bit of a gamble right because you can only do one of them so you have to make it count right and in my opinion he did he capitalized on the fact that if he did this he had to make it good so he would only have to do one and he did that and he got second for that which I really think is quite impressive um but, yeah, that was an amazing skills one. Other moves, I want uh, other things that I saw from this um, was uh, Monster Energy had an amazing uh, stoppie into a bit of a moonwalk. But he got it up on one wheel and he tried to save it, but unfortunately he could not. That was just awesome. The whole skills challenge from that evening was just incredible. And moving on to Freestyle... <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. There were so many moments from this show that are worth talking about. Rage... Oh, I'll go through the, uh, uh, the standings of Freestyle... So, the winner with a 9.551 was Corey Rummel in Rage. That was just awesome. Again, I'll get to that in just a second. Really surprising was Kristen Anderson in Gravedigger coming in 2nd, Max D. Fire in 3rd, Avenger in 4th, Megalodon in 5th, Great Clips in 6th, Scooby-Doo in 7th, Overboard in 8th, Zombie in ninth, of gun in 10th, Monster Energy in 11th, and Black Pearl in 12th. So, Going back to what happened at this show, um it was just so many awesome moments. Corey Rommel in Rage had the freestyle of the night. In my opinion, so deserving. I love that freestyle run. It was so good, but I'm not done yet because Kristen Anderson first move out. She sent it. Off of the jammer over the pad. She got a bit Caddy Wampus on the mini flip ramp, which made a return, which was awesome to see. She got Caddy Wampus off of that. It looked like she was in trouble, but she gassed out of uh, being on the front end and she saved it. That was so awesome. And her, the rest of her freestyle was incredible. That was amazing. Tom Mintz, great freestyle as always. Adam also... Oh, actually, sorry. Avenger I wanted to talk about. Avenger had another amazing save. In my opinion, not as good as the save that he did from the first show, but still an amazing save. And one thing I wanted to talk about that no one's really been talking about is Adam's been... I don't know if you noticed this, too, but Adam's been doing this really cool but strange move where he hikes it up into a bicycle off of nothing. It's like he does a turn... Somehow gets the wheels up into a bicycle and rolls it out. Seriously, if he can keep doing that, that would be epic. But the thing that I want to mention about that is, if he does that in skills, I think he's on the level with his brother, Ryan. I really think that that's the level of ingenuity that it's going to take. Because it's, you know, you everyone now knows how to do it off of a ramp. Right, and people can do that, but to do it off of nothing, I think there's gonna be more impressive. So, Adam, if you're listening to this, try and do it in skills, and see how it goes. It's just my opinion. Nonetheless, Adam had an amazing freestyle with that move. Bryce Kenny had an amazing save at the end of his run, where he nosedived it. He completely, completely destroyed the front end, uh, broken tie rod. And he rolled it over and saved it. Oh, man, that was so good. That was an incredible save. There's so much other moments in here. There's probably other bits and other runs that I've completely missed. Just there was so much action to talk about. And finally, your overall event champion for that weekend was Tom into and Max D. Fire. Very quickly want to get through the rest of this. And then I'm going to let you comment on uh show two, Ryan. So, the points series, here's how it's looking so far. Tom Menson, Max D. Fire is currently leading with 62 points, followed by Adam Anderson and Megalodon with 57. Great Clips Mohawk Warrior, Bryce Kenny with 51 points. Overboard with 45, Zombie also Tied with 45, Bakugan with 41, Monster Energy with 38, Christian Anderson in Gravedigger with 32, Rage with 31, Avenger with 30, Scooby-Doo with 21, and Black Pearl with 15. Cole, unfortunately, had just didn't have the best of weekends. It really sucks to see him down there. But nonetheless, oh man, Tom Mentz is back, ladies and gentlemen. Monster Jam is back, and Tom Mentz is back. And he is leading the 2021 Stadium Championship Series. You have no idea how awesome that feels. As a Max D fan, as a Tom Menz fan myself, I am so pumped. This is just awesome. I love seeing Tom Menz at the top of his game. Now, I've finished talking about this uh, show 2 and the points. Uh, Before I get to the statistics that I want to bring up. Ryan, is there anything that you would like to talk about from show two? I think you're dying to talk about it, and I totally get why.
1: So, you may want to grab some popcorn and strap yourselves in, because <laughs> I this is something I... So, starting out in racing, I cannot get over Todd's round one racing save. Because I feel like a lot of people saw Todd I mean, obviously, if you went and rewatched it, you were going to watch Todd's save anyway. No. But I feel like a lot of people, if you watched it live, he went up, balanced it on the nose, and then you saw Ryan getting in trouble, and you paid attention to him. Mm. Todd flips it up and saves it. I, it blows my mind, the control that he has in that truck. Fantastic racing competition, might I say. If Jimmy Creighton was in this lineup, I think he's winning racing all, every night. Because the tacky dirt that they have in that stadium, that would be a perfect racing track for Jimmy because he doesn't really drift. So it would just be low sticking to the ground, not getting up on two wheels. That would be his course. Moving on, moving on to skills. Um, Ryan, if he can get that, uh, bicycled moonwalk down, that would be fantastic. What on touching on what you said about zombie with the donuts, uh, Camden in Arlington last year told me, which I'm sure many people know if you pay attention to sport, that there is now a 20-second rule for skills, that your move cannot go longer than 20 seconds or they just inf- like want you to set it back down. So I don't know if the same rule applies for donuts also in the skills competition if you do your one donut, but I agree with you. If you can go out there and just spin the heck out of it for 20 seconds, I think you could compete for the lead. Because that is something that we don't see hardly anymore. And I would love to see that. Another thing, uh, I was kind of disappointed. I know that Kristen was going to test out the back of the truck to see. But I think if Kristen could have just like thrusted the truck forward and got it up on the front two wheels, you could have done something even like after damaging the truck on the first hit. Could it? But uh, and then Monster Energy, like you said. Fantastic skills move, even though it was one hit and he wrecked. That was out of control. Love it. Total Todd duke moment. Megalodon, like you said, if he can start getting up on the side without even hitting an obstacle, he, Adam really impressed me this weekend. Because I'm not saying I'm an Adam Anderson hater by any means, because I love every driver, but he's always been on my nerves a little bit because I feel like, like you've seen in his intro video, really goofy and silly not serious and not getting you hype. And then he comes out in the truck and I don't want to say he's not driving to the level that I think he could be at, but I feel like there's a lot of times that he just kind of just airs it out and doesn't really do a whole lot. Although 2020 he was doing really well, but this weekend he really was giving Ryan a run for his money. Even though Ryan had truck problems uh, a couple times in that second show, Adam was really – kicking butt this weekend, and I was really excited to see that. And then for freestyle, like you said, Rage, fantastic freestyle run, well-deserved. Can't believe how high of a score he got so early in the field after having such a good run, and then but that just shows that these Houston fans, for any driver, backflips is going to get you points. And we saw that from this past weekend. Backflips is going to get you points. That's why Todd won the first week. Jim Collard, he had an amazing save. No backflip. Todd, good flow, good run. Mini flip, that's the win. So it's going to be important for these drivers, which if you're coming out early in the pack, if you get that first back flip, your score is going to go up. So that's going to be important to note going into this coming weekend. And the last thing I wanted to touch on before you go into your statistics, I know, I'll, I'll go and check, let's see, five points, I believe. Yeah, Tom's up five points right now. If Tom keeps coming in with the strategy he's doing and staying consistent and not pushing the truck's limits or, like, not going over and above. Nobody's taking this from Tom. Nobody. Tom, he won one competition all weekend, and he won overall twice. That just shows how consistent he is and how he can go out in skills and he's getting no lower, no lower than an eight every time. Yeah. That's easy points, racing. He's he went to the final round of racing both nights. That's a lot of points if he can keep getting that racing going. And freestyle, if he's laying down above an eight every time, he is consistent every competition he's in. I, I'm calling it early, Jackson. You may agree, disagree. I think Tom's walking away with the series championship.
0: I well well first off, uh, I wouldn't want to disagree because that is exactly what mm-hmm. I want to see because I'm a huge Tom Menz fan albeit a little bit biased, but, so, you know, I, of course I'd love to see anyone win win the series, you know, whether it be Adam, Ryan, Kristen, just as a wild card, Cola, Rummel, you know, anyone like that, I don't mind who would win this series, but if Tom Mentz wins it, that would just be, like I said earlier, a Cinderella story, and to... To, talk, to further um, go on about what you said before about Tom Mance and his consistency, I've said this before especially last year when we were talking about each championship series and each week coming into each and every week, consistency gets you points, if you are consistent in each competition, it doesn't matter what really you do, as long ooh, excuse me, as long as you are consistent with points in each competition, you will get points if you come second in racing it, oh man excuse me if you come second in racing and you get um i don't know say you get third in skills and you get third in freestyle that's like you get you get like 11 points in racing you get 10 points f- for skills and freestyle that's like already like so many points leading and the overall event championships is also is what's going to be key here because the most points that you get from the overall event championship is what matters. The overall event championship is going to help you out with getting more points. Because they tally up the points from each of the other competitions from the night and then they add that on to the series total. That, if Ryan uh sorry, not Ryan, if Tom Ments can keep doing that and keep being consistent each and every week, I agree with you. He's won the series. If he keeps doing that, he will win the series by far above and beyond. So, really, all the other drivers out there, I don't... I mean, obviously, they should worry about wowing the fans and putting on an amazing show each and every week, since that's technically their job. But if they want to win this series, consistency is key. That is what they need to do. They need to be consistent in each competition, and that's how you're going to get points. That's how you're going to win. Um... Uh, I'm gonna ask Ryan if there's anything you want to combo onto what I've said. Otherwise, I will get into these statistics.
1: Let's get into these statistics, man.
0: Alright, so, here's what I've done. So, I'm first gonna read out the win-to-loss ratio from this weekend in Houston. Then, I'm going to go back to the spreadsheet and talk about, um all the other points in there, and who's got this amount, and total numbers. So, Adam Anderson has the best uh, race uh, racing win-to-loss ratio with seven back-to-back wins. He is undefeated. That is insane. Just, he has been on a roll, and of course... Uh, Tom Manson, Max D. Fire, he has a four wins to two losses ratio. Uh, Overboard, next, has the second best with three wins to two losses. Great Clips, uh, Mohawk Warrior and Zombie, both have two wins and two losses. Bakugan Dragonoid, are, uh, technically, would... So, because of the fact that he lost... Uh, sorry, the fact that he won... The second show in Houston and he couldn't make it back with 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 how that works You only carry ahead the races that he actually ran so He has two wins to one loss so all the other drivers you see on here would have lost two times Right because there's two shows but because of how it works with Ryan and because he crashed he only has one loss so he has two wins um, because he won the first night and then lost and then he won the second night, but then because of truck problems he couldn't make it back. Uh, other than that you have Kristen in Gravedigger and Black Pearl both with one win and two losses and Scooby-Doo, Avenger and rage both have zero wins and two losses to their name and Monster energy unfortunately has three three losses. Uh, to zero wins, and that comes into play with why Ryan lost, Uh, Todd lost two times, but then because of Ryan not being able to make it to the next round, he got to race again, and he lost that race, that's why he is three. Just thought I would make that abundantly clear, but going back to the actual spreadsheet, because this is where I want to dive into this, in terms of total wins to losses, I mean, holy cow, get ready for this number. In terms of so, I'm including Salt Lake City in this. So, in terms of total racing, the total racing win to loss ratio for Adam Anderson and Megalodon is fifteen wins to four losses. That is insane. Wow. That is an insane amount. I mean, when you're able to narrow it, first off, you you win your back to back racing wins in Houston. That is good. He did, he had, I think, let me have a look at the previous week. He had, so the first week he had 8 wins to 4 losses. So, that's still pretty impressive. Um... I really don't know what else to say to that. Moving down to Todd Leduc, I think, has the next best. He's catching up, if I'm honest. Because of his impressive performance in Salt Lake City, he has 12 wins to 5 losses. So he did increase his loss, his losing streak, but he still has an insane amount of racing wins to his name. Um, Moving forward, I wanted to look at... Um, yes, so, um, I'm just gonna quickly go through the most notable, um, things that I want to talk about here. So, currently, to Adam's name, Adam has four racing wins, he has one skills win, three donut wins, zero freestyle wins, and two overall event championships. Again, I want to talk about this and say that this includes Salt Lake City, so that is why there is multiple... In addition to that, I actually want to focus on Kristen, because she's got a pretty impressive streak going. She has uh, zero racing wins. Her racing record is two wins to seven losses, which seems like a not a terribly good racing record. But... I think the more and more that she gets used to this series, she's going to increase that streak. She has three skills wins, which is pretty impressive. Zero turnout wins, one freestyle win, and one overall event championship. I think there was another driver I wanted to... Talk, I think... Not Tom Mance. I think it was Bryce Kenny. Yes. So, Bryce Kenny has zero racing wins. He has um, a win-to-loss ratio that is tied up. He is 7... 7-7, seven to seven. so 7 wins to 7 losses, which is pretty damn good, he's won overall event championship to his name, and he is 3rd on the stadium championship series, other than that, it's really all I wanted to talk about that's noteworthy, again, I'm gonna keep doing this each and every week, so that each week, you're able to see, and you guys for yourself, are able to judge on who you think is performing the best, and... Um, wow, that's all all I have to say. What a weekend in Houston. This Stadium Championship Series is on a roll. It has been so goddamn good, and I cannot wait for Houston that is on tomorrow. I, me and Ryan, we are going to be watching with a close eye. I literally cannot wait. This is going to be so epic, and I'm so excited to see what happens. So, I've finished talking <laughs> for now. I'm going to hand it over to Ryan. And, Ryan, do you have anything you want to say in regards to the action – or, sorry, the statistics that I brought up and how we think in these drivers are faring out so far for the first week of the Stadium Championship Series?
1: I kind of touched on this earlier. Adam Anderson, this guy back here, he – uh. He has been killing it. I mean, like you said, his racing record is phenomenal. He was somebody that really surprised me. I did not think this would. I did not think this was going to be a good track for Adam. I thought Tom. I mean, not saying this isn't a bad track for Tom because Tom was in the championship race both nights, but I thought Tom had this thing in the bag. I thought this was Tom's track, hands down. He was going to walk away with both. Adam was laying down some insanely fast passes, so I'm I'm interested to see how much. Which, not just Adam, but everybody, I'm excited to see how it all carries over to this weekend. uh, To see how consistent they are in their areas. But yeah, Adam, looking impressive. I really want to see
0: Kristen have a good weekend with no truck problems. And we'll just have to see what that happens. And one thing I just thought of just now, my final note that I want to bring up. I literally just thought of this. (laughs) <laughs> Going back to consistency, I wanted to talk about this because I think this would be really interesting, right? Assuming that they're doing the same track design and the, the it's the same dirt base and pretty much it is exactly the same as the last week. Th- considering there is three week, well now there's only two weekends of Houston and there's like four or five more shows left. I think that well, first off. I know this for a fact. This is where drivers, especially at the top of the pack, are going to make up the most amount of points. If the track and everything is consistent and has stayed the same, they are, the the drivers are going to easily be able to adapt to these to these conditions. And because they're going to be able to do it so easily, they're going to be able to get so many points. Let me let me, let me put a hypothetical situation to you guys out there and to you, Ryan. Right, you have like I just said the track conditions the track itself everything is the same Adam is undefeated in racing could you imagine if we left Houston next weekend and he was 21 wins to 0 losses that would be that would be insane because then, because the, the reason why I say that is, is because Adam was able to adapt to it so easily. And in a perfect world, if he was able to be consistent, he would get so many points. The same with Tom Menz. If Tom Menz could keep averaging that final round race, he would get so many points. You've just got to think of it like that. Really, this week, really, these next two weekends in Houston are important because that is going to decide. What we're gonna what what we're gonna be able to see for the rest of the season because they're in the same venue for four or five shows you're really gonna if when you leave Houston you better have a fairly good points lead or or, or just a fair amount of points before leaving Houston because it's really gonna dictate the rest of the series I bet and I'm gonna make a prediction right here right now even though we kind of did earlier, whoever lead, whoever comes out on top in points uh, unless they are unless they are like two or three points behind uh, two or three points ahead, the person who is leading this series will at, at the end of the third round in or the third weekend in Houston will be the points champion. That is my very, very bold prediction. I'm probably gonna look like a look like an idiot and be wrong, but I guess we'll see. But that's just how I'm thinking, because I think if the conditions are the same and everything else is the same, consistency is what matters. And if they and if the drivers that I mentioned are consistent, well then, easy, easy dub. they Tom Mence wins or whoever's leading. Um, before I close off today's episode, Ryan, is there anything you want to touch upon what I just said? My very, very bold prediction. I think you read my mind because literally before the episode closed, I was going
1: to ask you, okay, I'm going to say one and I want you to say one really bold prediction. And you said it before I even got it out (laughs) of my mouth. The word bold. You said it to a T what yours was. So I guess now I got to say mine. Uh... I'm kind of repping him right now. My bold prediction, Todd LeDuc right now is 7th place with 38 points. My prediction, by the end of this weekend, Todd LeDuc moves up to the top four.
0: Hey, hey, hey.
1: That's my prediction. I think it's possible. Yeah, I agree. And long term, I think this is going to be a two-way battle between Tom and Adam. I think that those are the only two that are going to like consistently each week compete. Bryce is really going to have to prove himself this week. And if he's going to stay up there in the top three, but I don't know, man, it, anything can happen now. I'm just excited for tomorrow.
0: That that's just the thing. This is, this is how monster Jam is. It's, <laughs> unexpected unscripted script that i can't even god damn i can't even make a joke and not speak unforgettable strange. and it, uh, unforgettable no, my thing is unforgettable anyway and <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so bad at this anyway it's just that's just how monster jam is and especially this series when you have a caliber of these amount of trucks you can't predict anything you can't just label it down to one thing and that's what's going to happen with this series and I agree with you. As i said before, I sorry I kind of interrupted you. But nonetheless, that's what it's. That's how it's going to be. It is going to be an absolute hard-fought battle the entire time. I am so looking forward to this series and just what is left and what we have in store. I cannot wait. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat tomorrow. And, unfortunately, that is the end of today's episode. So, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Remember, if you want to follow my social media, it's at historian on Instagram, historian on YouTube. You can also follow the official Weekly Monster Truck Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. The Instagram page is at the Weekly MT Podcast on Instagram. The Facebook page is just Weekly Monster Truck Podcast. Go type it in. Uh, if not, check if you're listening on Spotify. It should be in the link in the description in YouTube. It's also going to be in the link in the description. It's also going to be in the pinned comment. Um, and for more places to listen on, you can check out the Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, and Google Podcast page. Um, in addition to that, the spreadsheet that I have, I'm going to link it in the pinned comment down below. Uh, and in the description, so you have two places to check it out, that's to, you know, just get brushed up on your statistics, and have a look, again, I will be updating it, I won't be updating it live, but I will be updating it just a few days later, so please tune in, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Uh, Ryan, first off, thank you so much for coming on this, uh, today's podcast, and talking about Houston, and all the amazing things that's been happening in the industry, and Monster Jam, But as always, in true weekly Monster Truck podcast fashion, is there anything you would like to shout out or plug before we close off today's episode?
1: Yeah, I think I speak for myself and everybody in the Monster Jam community. Huge thank you to Connor Bauer for live streaming events live so we can see it as it's happening. And thank you to Reagan, Monster Jam Lord, for recording all the shows. I know he wasn't at show number one because of his flight got canceled. But thank you so much to you guys for filming, so we as fans who aren't able to go can see the event with such great quality. We really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And we got to pray to uh, literally our Lord and Savior, Monster Jam Lord, and Connor, obviously. I want to thank them. I do actually quickly talk about what Connor's doing. He has said that all the shows he's going to, so he's going to be at the third weekend of Houston, I believe. Uh, Orlando Jax, I think he said he's going to Jacksonville and Tampa, not sure about Atlanta, uh, but he is going to be live streaming all of those events on Facebook, so if you have Facebook, first off, make sure to give me a follow, give my uh, Weekly Monster Truck Podcast page a follow, and Ryan and all the other Weekly Monster Truck Podcast members, but also check out his live streams, really engaging And he has great footage, and of course, if you don't want to watch it live, you can always check it out later on uh, Monster Jam Lord's channel, Reagan's channel. He has a fantastic amount of Monster Truck coverage, and it is such great quality. Literally, I've, I've never been so entertained at the quality of a Monster Truck fan video before, except for Reagan's footage. So, Reagan, good job. Keep it going. Um, and unfortunately, that is all. I do want to say also that I am planning some other episodes, obviously, with the uh, 2021 Stadium Championship Series. Keep on continuing each and every week. I am going to be, obviously, continuing to sit down with Ryan and hopefully Zach, who unfortunately couldn't make today's episode because he was at work and that really sucks. But hope to have him on next week and, obviously, other guests. But also, I do want to mention... I'm trying to plan some episodes with some amazing guests, you guys. If I can, I'm I'm still planning. I'm hoping to get some really, 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 really awesome guys install, uh, install and and girls. I shouldn't just say men, men and women from the industry, drivers, hosts, you name it. Hopefully, it's going to be coming out very, very soon. I'm so looking forward to it. And I want to thank you fans again from the bottom of my heart, from each and every week coming back and listening to the podcast, supporting the podcast, you know, listen to it, watching it, all that. You guys mean the world to me. You mean the world to Ryan. You mean the world to everyone else that's on the Weekly Monster Truck Podcast team. And, yeah, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Keep on jamming. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. See you guys. Take care. It's time to drown.